On today's show, rumor has it the Dallas Mavericks are in trade rumors all over the place. Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford, Miles Bridges, all kinds of players. We'll talk about that. Who should the Mavs be interested in? Should they try to get in on Herb Jones, DeJounte Murray? We're playing a game of what about this guy on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. The first and best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section which one player do you want the Mavericks to trade for? I want to know that. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And joining me from 105.3 The Fan, what you got for me, Reg Atatula? It's cold. Trying to stay warm. It is cold, man. That's really it. I I can't wait until it's warm again. (laughs) I don't know what it is about the cold. It's a small thing in life that somehow ends up being a bigger thing in my life. And so I just, life is better when it's warm. No, I hate is getting out of the shower and it's cold. Oh, <laughs> that's just the worst. Like getting out of bed, touching your feet to the floor. It's like, oh, it's all that. That bathrobe, st- the bathrobe does does wonders for that. Getting out <laughs> but of the you got to get to the bathrobe. That's, that's, the thing. that's why gotta- the bathrobe hangs right outside the shower for me, you know? <laughs> Maybe I should turn into a robe guy. That's right. You should. Yeah, it's great. Do that. I'll get it in monograms. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. That's a classy touch. That's a classy touch. L-O-M right there. I see it. Yeah, yeah right. I'll do it with the show. Not with anything, not with anything in my life. That was not the intention? Is that not what you meant? Okay. Today's show, we're going to get into all kinds of trade rumors. Uh, rumors about players that have been brought up. So later in the show, we'll talk about DeJounte Murray. Herb Jones. That's a real interesting name to me. Bruce Brown. Talk about some of those guys. But first, we'll get into some of the like the players the Mavericks have been connected with over the weekend. There's many. How many do I got? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players the Mavs have been connected to. You can turn and over so, the whole roster that way. Reggie oh, and I are going to... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck them all out and bring a whole bunch of new ones in. Reggie and I will get into a bunch of those. So let's start with the one that's maybe the most interesting to me is the Washington Wizards. The Mavs have already made a trade with them with uh, Chris Alps Porzingis yeah. and sending him there. And so they already got a connection with that team. Kyle Kuzma, according to Mark Stein, the Mavericks are among a group of teams with interest in Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma. Later, Stein reported in his great Substack, literally must subscribe for all Mavs fans. The cost Washington, the Wizards are, are, are the Wizards, the Washington Wizards are reportedly looking for a better quality draft picks in exchange for Kyle Kuzma than the ones Toronto receiver Pascal Siakam. I find that really funny. They also he also said the Wizards sources say won at least two first round picks. For Kuzma and the implications, they will be seeking higher quality, blah blah blah, because they didn't think that the <laughs> picks that the, the the Raptors got for Siakam were very good at all. Reg, first thoughts on Kyle Kuzma, the fit and the player, and then let's get into the cost. I, I have to caution myself because my initial thought whenever I see Kyle Kuzma is like he's just out there getting cardio, like all the time. That's my <laughs> thought when I see him playing basketball. Um, the whole Wizards team, to be honest. That's the, and that's the it's thing just, is like there's there's so much Wizards on them, right? Like cardio, just, occasional buckets. That's right, the right, diagnosis right. for it, the Wizards. It is just AAU basketball at a professional level, and so I have to try and harken back to when he played for the Lakers. And I mean, he 
he's a he can be a really good player within the context of a good team. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that fit this very particular mold that you're looking for, right? That kind of uh, that big combo big that can play the four um, in that spot that you're looking for right now. But the thing about it is, and I'm I'm trying to. There's a lot of I want, and it's like what's realistic. And I want a guy who could shoot, right? And I want a guy who could play defense in those places. And Kyle Kuzma is like, eh, eh, in both of those regards. Plus, like, I feel like he's best suited when you can get him on the basketball. You don't need, you don't really need any more of those on need, this team. You need like you? a tertiary player to do that. But then that can't like be their main skill. That's been kind of one of the problems with finding a player to fit the Luca Kyrie collective, right? Is that. Those guys both are amazing with the ball in their hands. So you need somebody that doesn't need the ball in their hands as the third guy and is also amazing defensively. They're not going to get that with Kuzma. No. Now, do I think he could help? Yes, with size, for sure. He's he's yeah. 6'9". He's, he's bigger than pretty much every player the Mavericks play except for Derek Lively. <laughs> and so that it would be helpful. He has played on a championship team. He played on that Lakers team, and when he did, he played good defense. He hit a decent number of threes. He's never really been a great three-point shooter. Right. But we just saw Derek Jones Jr. come into the Mavericks and make a ton of threes. So Right. It feels like what you should do with all these players is not just go and look at the basic three-point shooting percentage, but look at what their corner shooting percentage is, especially mm. if you can get that like kind of the – The unguarded number. catch and shoot. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And when you start seeing those numbers, and I think when you do that, when you did that with Derek Jones Jr. coming in, you're like, oh, okay, there's something here. Yeah. And so if you go look at that number, it makes you it makes you feel a lot better about these players because, yeah, that's those are the shots that you're going to get in theory. I listened to Simmons and, and Lowe this weekend. And one thing that Bill Simmons said I found interesting, I want your take on. He said, I, I get nervous about these players that like have these, these championship runs. They're a part of this playoff team. They go on a, like a deep run in some way and learn yeah. these, learn all these skills. And then they go play for like the effing wizards for, th- for three years. Do you lose some of that stuff? Like, do you, do you lose some of those intangibles? Do you lose the, the ability to like sit up in your chair, <laughs> like when you're, when you're playing or do you just become <laughs> Like Jordan Poole, the fastest from going going from championship level to just completely falling off on the Wizards because the habits and the things right. just aren't there when you play. Like the discipline, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know if Jordan Poole is the example we wanted, especially if we're using the word <laughs> discipline. We saw some of the shots that Jordan Poole took. Like, dude, do you think oh, your stuff? That's what um, he went from, like, at least a little on the Warriors <laughs> to, like, zero on the Wizards, and it's not gone well. But, I mean, I think that's that's some of the idea here is, like, I, I I don't think you lose it entirely, but I think it's an indication of what the right circumstance does for certain players. And so, yeah, I think that you would have to assume or you'd have to hope that if you have indeed put together a championship level culture, right, that, that you can slide in and do that. And I think that that's why places like Miami, when they start talking about heat culture, as annoying as it can be, like there's something to that. Guys have to get in there and they understand that they have to fit in and then that helps them straighten up and sit up straight or whatever. As the um, Lockdown Mavs podcast, have to disagree. There's nothing There's nothing to that. Fair enough. You know what? I Again. Heat culture is garbage. I can't. Wrong, I got to use my head. Wrong, wrong example to use. My bad. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think the concept still pops up. I, I Look, Kuzma, especially in lining up with that Jordan Poole thing, like Kuzma was one of those guys that looked a little silly even in that context of a championship run. So like. It makes me wonder if he leans more towards what you're seeing now where it's like, oh, he's out here getting cardio as opposed to like the, oh, he can be a championship player within that structure, especially because the Grant Williams uh, acquisition has demonstrated something to me, at least. I feel like I've taken something from it, which is, okay, I was expecting Grant Williams to like come intrinsically motivated and not just like motivation is the wrong word, but intrinsically defensively acclimated. He was motivated. Right. 
I thought that, okay, like the defense is going to come from within there. He has that within him, right? And those types of things. And it's like, oh no, like that's more of a contextual aspect. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Kuzma is more of a context player as opposed to he's bringing this as a foundation. And I think that that's probably, that's probably the distinction that you're trying to make when you're looking at who you, who you bring in here. The cost for him, the two firsts, you can squint and like, like maps do have one first they can trade. And then maybe Maybe they count Omax. Maybe they count. Well, they have, yeah, they could have some swaps too. They also, you could squint and Omax just was drafted first, first round. Maybe they think Hardy is a first round value. So like you can make it work. I don't know that those are the quality first round picks that the wizards are asking for in this. The other one that's interesting with the wizards is Daniel Gafford. This is a name that gets brought up to me literally anytime we ever do a conversation about trades ever. There's a comment about Daniel Gafford. He's 25. He's a center on the Wizards. He's like not really a rim protector, but he can. Not really like a big rebounder, but he can. He's not really right. like a low post scorer, but he can. You know, it's like all those things where he's just is like just good enough. The lockdown Wizards guys, Brandon Scott and and them, like to to say he's probably a backup. Like he's probably a really he's probably Isaiah Hartenstein, right? Where yep. you like he's just a really good backup yep. and you can just plug him in and that's where he should be. And the problem is they paid him last year. You know, his, his contract's not going to be, it's not that crazy. Um, he's making 12 million this year, 13 million next year and 14 next year. That's like kind of a lot for a backup center, yeah. but the Mavs backup, the Mavs starting center is making like 5 million, six, seven there you go. million yeah. right now. And so the Gafford one is really interesting to me because if you think he can come in and fix that problem with the backup center position, which I think he could, if the Mavs could send two seconds, and get him for, you know, like the Rashawn Holmes contract and two seconds. If that would get it done, dang, like do that. The problem is he's starting for them right now. <laughs> like you have to, you know, like, I don't know what, would they want like some kind of replacement in return? And then could you get both of them? That's the other thing. Look, it seems like Nick, you, you host podcasts by yourself a lot. You, you've covered the points, like <laughs> down to the name that I was going to bring up when in Isaiah Hardenstein, I mean, literally, like those are all the things that I was thinking about. He absolutely profiles as a backup big that does all, you know, a little bit of everything, exactly what you need in certain circumstances. Um, and I think that the one thing that you maybe say when it comes to him in general is like fitting into something is he playing with the Wizards right now. I imagine that being in a situation where you have an opportunity to win in a really constructive way would be appealing. And yeah, I, I, I imagine that, especially because we're seeing the inflated asking price in the market. I feel like what we're going to see is the deadline make deals effect of this, where we start yeah. getting closer to the deadline and people get a little bit more reasonable on some of their asks. And so, no, I think that that would be absolutely a place I'd be very happy to hear if, you know, if we come up in early February and it's like, hey, the Mavs are, you know, finalizing a deal. I'd be like, yeah, fantastic, because that seems like absolutely a player that would work. To me, it seems like the Kuzma one is is a, is far-fetched as far as value, because I don't think the Mavericks have what the Wizards are going to want. Mm-hmm. Unless they want Omax or Hardy, the Gafford one is definitely viable. I don't think you could get them both together unless you give up a bunch of stuff. But I do think I do think both would help. I think Gafford would help for sure. And so I'm interested in, in what you guys think about that. Let me know in the comment section about either of those guys coming up. Bunch of other names. Should the Mavs consider Miles Bridges? So rumor has it that they are. But should they be considering him? What about Quentin Grimes? What about some other names? We'll talk about all those guys coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. It's the start of the new year and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. How can we integrate Taylor Swift content into our marketing? No, they're asking who they can 
who they can turn to to take their business to the next level. You want to find the right people that will be there in your jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has the vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy. You have so many qualified candidates in front of you. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. If you're looking for somebody, I've been one of these people trying to hire somebody for a job. The, the wizards, the lockdown wizards job. It took me forever to find somebody to fill the lockdown wizards podcast host position. And uh, LinkedIn jobs can help you with that. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MBA. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions. They do apply. Uh Oh, guess what day it is. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We have a 24-7 stream on Lockdown Sports Dallas to try all the other Dallas shows. Uh, we've also got um, the subtext if you want to get some these rumors sent straight to your phone, get Maps news straight to your phone, and all kinds of stuff. I send game day updates. I do all kinds of stuff on that. So subscribe and text with me. That's kind of the whole point. Uh, all right, Reg. According to our friend Matt Moore from Lockdown NBA Lockdown Nuggets, as well as the Action Network, he reports that Miles Bridges, who put his wife in the hospital two years ago, is a popular trade target. Sacramento, Detroit, and Dallas are mentioned as teams who have showed interest. To me, it's a non-starter. From what this team has gone through in the past on the business side with the harassment, with the allegations there's been domestic violence in the Mavericks organization as well that wasn't as like it was it was obviously reported and it was out there but it wasn't like the biggest story but they have had that you know they just went through hiring Jason Kidd and so I, I I I can understand why the Mavs are interested in Miles Bridges as a player to me though would not even I don't even consider him as a player like as a target for the Mavericks because it's just a non-starter for me the level that it was what happened, and if you want to bring that person in and then make that person part of your team culture, I just, I think that you're playing a rough game. Now, if you look to corporations for your morals, you're not necessarily going to find it in the best way. But I'm I'm somebody that tries to look at it positively and say, hey, like we've, we've got to take a turn here with this, with this franchise because they've been through a lot, they've tolerated a lot, and I don't think this is something that should be tolerated. No, I, I don't think it should. And I think you, you mentioned one of the things that kind of, I don't know, concern, maybe is that not the right word, but uh, you mentioned the idea that, you know, they hired Jason Kidd. And I mean, it felt like it was relatively swatted away. I don't know how you felt on that. And so I yeah, don't know uh, how. I don't want to gloss over that. On the Jason Kidd, on the Jason Kidd front, that was something sure. that I was very vocal about because yeah. of all the other reasons. And his, you know, when he had the domestic violence situation, it was a long time ago. And he sat down with Sint Marshall. They talked through his journey to coming back. I think people should get a second chance. I, I don't know that sure. I don't know I don't know what Miles Bridges has gone through. So maybe I don't I don't have enough uh, knowledge to know that. It just seems like it's so recent and I don't know what he's gone through as far as change and what he's done as a person. Like that's that's all things you have to consider. And do the Mavericks have that intel? <laughs> do they know the, do they know those things? Do they have that? I don't have it. So with the with what I know, this is my opinion on it. Yeah, and I, I think that now we're delving into like a whole different level of conversation. Right. But I think one thing that you have to consider as an organization that is a forward-facing one that you are selling to a, a public audience, not everybody will have that. And so there is something to be said for your history, your past as an organization and how it is not it is not shining in this regard. 
And so adding another another character that has had these these issues and that's just put it like very lightly and very mildly, because I know there's people that were like, hey, call it what it is. Um, I think that that's that's real cautionary ground to, to tread upon. But like you mentioned, right, corporations are going to act in their best interest, especially when there's incentive. Yeah. And basketball is a really weird place because, hey, man, you already need a elite level of talent and skills. And then we've also like pared down the population in such a big way because you can't be five five doing those elite skills, right? Like there's <laughs> yeah, right. there's a small level of population that lives up to the size of this. So the incentive structure is such that they're going to lean to these things. And ultimately, like I, I don't I don't think I have a good answer in regard to that portion of this because like we are again looking to in this instance, particularly the team, but then even the NBA that had that has allowed him to continue playing um to to meet out uh the level of morality that we want to see in this world when in all reality in a, in a perfect situation that should be handled by like our our government structure structures mm. our legal legal uh you know legal structures and those types of things and they're not very good at this and so ultimately we end up you know twisting ourselves in pretzels trying to pick up the slack for a a system that is not that is broken that does not work properly and so Mm, yeah, it ends up man. being a really tough circumstance to be in having to have these conversations uh, all the way around. But yeah, to circle back to like the basketball of it all, I also like I, I found it very hard to view him as a just like as a player uh, since we found out about, um, you know, the, the things that happened with his wife and the ways in which she was in the hospital at his hands. Right. I, I don't I don't. I have not thought about him in that such way. And so I, I do wonder like if, if he even fits in the way that you really want him to, I know that he's putting up points. Um, and I think one thing you mentioned that's really interesting is culture that I, I to be fair, I had not given enough uh, of a consideration for, because one thing about this organization is that, you know, the, the culture, the culture matters. And it seems like they're starting to really, they, you know, coalesce around. They've been one. touting it recently a lot too. Yeah. Where they've been like pointing it out saying, Hey, we, we have a bunch of good guys. Cuban's been saying it on every podcast and show he's been on. Oh, we just have such a bunch of just really good guys. And like, I don't know. Can you still do that? If you have miles bridges on your team and would that still be a, a you know value your point about that? We have to discuss this and talk about this because he shouldn't like, he shouldn't be in the workforce like right now with, with what he's done. But because of the the systems in place, like in our country, sometimes it just doesn't. Like, it's left up to the leagues and it's left up to the employer, which is very strange. All right, that's it. That that's what I got on, on Miles Bridges. And so I I won't bring it up again unless he gets traded here, and then we'll you know we'll see what happens then. A couple other players that Mavs have been connected to: Quentin Grimes, reportedly is frustrated in New York, and the Knicks are actively trying to trade him. Enter the Dallas Mavericks, who always enter when. <laughs> A Knicks player is going That's to be right. traded in some way. Uh, this is from Stefan Bondi from New York Post. The Dallas Mavericks are a team with interest in Grimes. Mark Stein reported that they want a scoring guard to replace Emmanuel quickly. I got I got a trade for you. Okay. I'm going for the future. I do Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry. They replace that scoring. They get the, the Knicks replace that scoring in a way that they wanted. Maybe not exactly the right way that they want it, but they get it. They get they get <laughs> Tim Hardaway back. The Mavs get sent Quentin Grimes, and they get Evan Forty. Get Evan Forty's contract. Oh, never Google. Okay. Yeah, it's a move for the future because Quentin Grimes sure. is young. Right. He's you know a six five wing. That's a real good shooter. I mean, you throw him out there with Luca, it would be, it would be amazing. And so you're betting on the talent going forward and say, all right, we're gonna basically take our Tim Hardaway piece, make him younger and, <laughs> and better at certain things, and we'll try that. Are you interested in that? 
I'm I'm somewhat interested in that, but that also that still kind of feels like, hey, what do you not want? I'll trade you the things that I don't want. And, you know, right. and of course, that's that's a little bit harsh when you especially the way the way that Tim Hardaway Jr. has played. And of course, the level of stability that Seth or like comfortability that Seth has when it comes to this organization, particularly Jason Kidd. Uh, but yeah, the, I don't know that this is these are the waters that you necessarily need. Th- these are moves around the edges, right? Like these are not waters that are like moving the big pieces of foundation that you're trying to work on at least i think that you should be working on this year but yeah no i mean i'd be interested in that i also be interested in hearing what uh what the knicks organization says to that right as a response um maybe they feel so confidently in the pull-up scoring of tim hardaway jr and i guess that's ability that seth curry can bring but um i don't i don't know i don't know how they respond to that but i'm i'm interested in like the youth movement of it all and i guess especially if you feel very comfortable in dante x and being that other ball handler for you yeah that's tough well, I I, don't, I wouldn't consider Tim or Seth a ball handler for you. So sure, <laughs> the Mavs are sure. limited in that front too. Coming up though, let's talk about AJ Griffin. Let's talk about some of the other wings the Mavericks could be interested in and some of the players that are being shopped around the league right now. Man, flying by. We'll get into all that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp helps you. I'm going through a time in my life right now. I did, just did not think. There are times in your life that you just never thought would happen that you start going through and you start dealing with the anxiety, the stress, the worry, the everything about it. And I couldn't have got through it without my therapist and without the, you know, the online therapy that I'm going through. I've used better help in the past and it's a great way to get your therapy entirely online, convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. So you can just pick, you don't have to drive anywhere and go to a, a thing you can take. You can do therapy in the comfort of your own home and underrated part about online therapy you can put it like on a laptop or an iPad or somewhere and go to any room in your house. You could do the like lay down on the couch thing like, like like they do in the movies if you really wanted to. You could get away with that. Visit betterhelp.com slash MBA today. Get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MBA. Go check it out today. Today's episode also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and lines. Oh, man. My family is from the Michigan area. They're loving the Detroit Lions, and I've got we've got to check out Lions 49ers. I'm bringing Reg back in. Lions seven point underdog to the 49ers. Seven points. I feel like I would take that because are they going to cover the seven points even if the 49ers win? Uh, I'm not inclined to believe that. Especially, uh, I know I I gave some friends some level of advice that I probably shouldn't have. Now I think about it about the Packers, <laughs> but I I do believe in the Packers' ability to play a close game in a way that I'm not sure. I feel like the Niners might be able to open that thing up, uh, especially if you start getting after uh, Jared Goff. But hey, now again, if, I'm not the perfect at this. If you believe in the Super Bowl logo colors theory, have you seen uh, this? Where yes, the have. colors of the Super Bowl logo are what like purple and and red. Then it's 49ers Ravens, and that's what's going to happen. So, hey, I've been I've been told from time to time that there's a script, at least uh, jokingly. <laughs> if you so. know what that script is, go to FanDuel.com/slash/lockdown and get what's coming to you. Go put down some money on all that, and you can get uh, you can get bonus bets on that as well. FanDuel.com/slash/lockdown. Shut it down. Oh, Let's go. That's what you do to my betting advice. You shut it down. That's right. <laughs> Mine too, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, all right, Reg, let's get in. We got a bunch of names to still get to I want to talk about. Uh, A.J. Griffin, the Mavs uh, are listed with the Knicks, the Rockets, and the Bulls. There's another team believed to be interested in the buy-low second-year man, A.J. Griffin, who has fallen out of the rotation. That's according to Matt Moore. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the Mavs interested in some of these guys? Quentin Grimes, A.J. Griffin, these shooters, 6'5", 
wings. Like, it feels like the Mavs already have those. It feels like, well, shouldn't they just invest in the ones they have? Thoughts on their interest in those guys? You know what my response is or the immediate thought? Oh, the Mavs have a type. Like, that's, that's what this <laughs> is, right? You have a type. That's what happened here. Um, like, especially because, Did again, just I think. 6'5"? Right. Oh, oh, and you shoot a little bit. And you can shoot. Oh, you he, got, he got money. What's yeah, let's talk a little bit. Quentin uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, right. I, I do I do wonder, and I feel like we talked about this before. Like, it felt like this year you were gonna try and you know answer some questions on some question marks on your roster. Mm. And it's like, well, let's get different question marks, is what some of these are. Because Quentin <laughs> Grimes also like somewhat of a question mark. AJ Griffin, like Fell out shot of rotation really well. in Atlanta. Right. Shot really well. And then all of a sudden, like this year, you have, and I'm not exactly even sure what happened with him this year, where, you know, the numbers have gone down. He's fallen out of favor, right? Like, I'm not exactly sure what that is. And so maybe, you know, they have done the basketball scouting to be like, we know what that is. And in this circumstance, that had come around. Cool, I guess, right? But I, I don't know. What are you giving up? What are you doing in these situations? And I guess if it's a sell, it, I mean, it is a sell low situation. So maybe that's cool. But I, I don't know that necessarily you're like, hey, let's get more question marks in this circumstance. It feels like the Mavs don't have enough guaranteed shooting. Is that isn't that weird? They're one of the best three point shooting teams in the league, and they don't have enough guaranteed shooting because you've sure. got a shaky Derek Jones Jr. at times, you got a shaky Dante Exum at times, a, a non shooting Derek Lively, a non shooting Dwight Powell, a shaky shooting now Maxi Kleba. We've got to maybe admit that at this right. point a a streaky hot and cold Tim Hardaway Jr. You've got Curry who's not hitting well, and that hasn't really worked. You've got Hardy who's up. Like you've just got a bunch of question marks there. And so it feels like they're looking for a guarantee in that spot. I, I, I want to talk about some of these bigger names, though. DeJounte Murray. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, Atlanta's ready to trade DeJounte Murray. They're engaged with a lot of teams. They gave up a lot for him. Two of their own first-round picks, a pick swap, a third first-round pick. They want to get some value back for him. And according to KOC from The Ringer, from people I've spoken with, the Hawks are asking for two firsts in return for Murray, who would prefer to join a team with a chance of making a, an immediate playoff run. Your thoughts on DeJounte Murray, the type of player that he is on the maps? Why? You, I thought that, like, we – I thought we pretty much, like, ball-dominant guards. No thank you. Like, that's just not something that you have the space for, right? He's also, this, he's also six five. That's type. Count it. Um, no, it's just like, look, man, I thought that that was an understanding is that the guard room is like at least at the high end, right? Like the, the high end of your guard rotation. That that is where we get into like the basketball truism. There's only two, there's only one basketball. Like there's we can't make this go with all of these various people. And I just I don't know that I like that as an addition at all. It's not working with Trey Young. So would it, would it work with Luca? I don't I don't see that. Also, Luca is better than Trey Young. We do know this. Definitely. But like the like the styles, like to have the ball yeah. a lot in their hand, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> he also made an all defensive team in 2018, and his defense has really fallen off since then. It just really, it really has not been the same level, and so you're not going to get that. I I don't think that all defense level player on the maps. Maybe he goes to a different location, and all of a sudden it's you know change of scenery, and he's he's much better. I, could be, but to me, the cost wouldn't be worth what he would bring to the team. As far as far 100%. as I'm, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, you would be limiting his son in that way. You, I don't think he could reach the heights that he, you would even be able to want him to reach in this context. Herb Jones. According to Matt Moore, the Pelicans are thought to be open to moving Herb Jones. They're high on Jones, but it'll be difficult for teams to pay their for the team to pay their stars. They've got Zion, Ingram, CJ McCollum. They're going to have to pay Trey Murphy the third. They're going to have to pay Herb Jones too. And it's just a, it did also just feels like it doesn't fit sometimes, but Herb Jones is amazing. And this is the one player of all these players that we've mentioned so far that I would look at and say, 
what's the price? Pay it. Because yeah. this would be an investment in your future. Herb Jones is the exact type of player the Mavericks need, where it's the, how can we up, update or upgrade the Derek Jones Jr. spot? How about put it all, a literal all-defensive player in that spot? He's 25. He's 6'8". He's an amazing defender. You've seen it four times this year if you've watched Maverick all the Mavericks games. Like this is one where you'd go, all right, I'm going into the tank and I'll I'll, I'll pay anything basically because he is he is somebody that would give the Mavericks something that they really need and that's elite wing defense. And you would never have to hear Jason Kidd mention his name when it comes to effort. Crazy good that's effort, right. dude. That's right. right, like all all those things. Like he is the perfect sign up. You mentioned he's young. Mentioned these shoots. Also, like not context context dependent on his game. Right, mm. he is an isolation defender. Right, he is a who is your best player? We will put him on him. They need defender. that so bad, so badly. Sign me. Like the name popped up, and I was like, sign me up immediately. And so yeah, I'm I'm in the same place as you. Herb Jones will be fantastic. Get if you could get him. If they're asking two first for like Kuzma and DeJounte Murray, wouldn't that be like the same price for Herb Jones? But I, but maybe like less? Like could they get him for a first and and like the first in Josh Green package or the first in maybe Omax package? Would you do first in Omax? And let's do first Omax and Hardy. We'll give, we'll give him a guard too. I'm leaning towards yes. Because I mean like isn't the, the idea – not the guarantee. For no, no, no. You. I'll I'll take the guarantee. I'm with you. Like I'll I'll take yeah. the, I'll take the guarantee. Because yeah. I'm like the idea is like, hey, this draft like Omax could even turn into Herb Jones, right? Like that's the basically what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll even be Herb Jones. You got him, right? Like put it that in plus. Be a boat. <laughs> right. Exactly. There you go. And so like I think the the situation is also I think I imagine that that makes Lucas smile, right? Like we are pushing yeah. the, the the window a little bit closer to opening, and I think that's that's somewhat. What I think the mass fans and I, I, if I, if it, if I do understand correctly, it does seem like that's also what the organization is trying to do. Hey, let's get, let's get to that contention as soon as possible. That's a contending player, one hundred percent. Can get to it as soon as possible, but also we've we've invested now in a lively and in an Omax and in a Josh Green and in a Hardy and like we're still they're still trying to be young and like, like walk and chew gum at the same time, being like get to a get to a title, but also have some stuff in the future to look to, right? Like Fair trying to straddle that line. Herb Jones would be straddling that line for sure. That, that's one I would just go all after. Uh, last one is Bruce Brown. There's a uh, This is a strong belief already bubbling league-wide. The Raptors will move newly acquired Bruce Brown before the buzzer sounds. Toronto can't aggregate his contract with any other players in a follow-up trade, so it would have to be just him. I listened to Zach Lowe, and he mentioned that he thinks that Bruce Brown could be had for a first. Would Bruce Brown be somebody you would want? For a first round pick, I don't think so. Like, mm. I, even though I, I like Bruce Brown as a player, um, I an undersized an undersized guy that gives you kind of like some power forward stuff. Close to though, six five, close. Right, <laughs> you squinting. Maybe he's the type, right? The, but like, the right shoes in the right lighting yeah, I, in the right lighting. He's six five. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I look in championship player. Right, like he's a yeah. culture guy. I just don't know that. I don't know what it's going to be. What's going to make it worth my while? Um, that you're sending out for that deal to be worthwhile. Plus, isn't it basically like a one and one that he's on? Yeah, it, it is kind of a strange deal. He's got he's 22 million this year, 23 million team option next year. Right, and so like I don't I don't even love the contract for what you're doing there either. I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't understand exactly what the end goal was with trying to get him. <laughs> his profile picture on Basketball Reference is him with this goofy smile with this just like like thin mustache. <laughs> That was the day after he signed that one and one. He was like, we got it. We did it, baby. 
We, we I don't need out. any of the other facial hair, but I need this one line. I need this pencil. <laughs> I need this pencil. Looks like it's drawn on with a, a mascara crayon or whatever, pen, colored pencil or whatever. There you go. Yeah, that this one is interesting to me. He would definitely, he definitely fit. I feel like the Mavericks have needed a player like this. I've wanted Josh Green to r- fill into this role where he can handle Fair the enough. ball a little bit. Where if Luca's out, Kyrie's out, he can handle the ball a little. Uh, be that that secondary creator when one of those guys is off the floor. He doesn't shoot the ball particularly well. Even when he played on Denver that one year, it was about 36% from three, and that's playing with Jokic. But he does a lot of stuff that a championship team needs. So, Yeah, I'm, look, that is fair. And you put it in that perspective. All right, cool. I just I, – I also wonder, like, what is what is the ask in that instance? Do you have any, any general idea what that well, might the, look like? Well, Zach Lowe was saying it, it could be just like a first because it, it is a weird, like, one-year contract – then you've got to figure out what to do with him. He's also yeah. not as young as you think. He's he's 27. He'll be 28 in August. So by next year. I mean, for a team that don't really got first uh, out the wazoo here. That's right. Could you do you know it? I mean? would like, you, I, like the, the, the big question that they're asking, I probably should have done this at the beginning. The big question the Mavs are asking is, is an incremental move forward right now good enough? And then make another incremental move next, like this offseason when we have three first, we'll have three first round picks, depending on how many they like if they give up the one this year. So I think they have to, so my whole thing is, I think they have to make a move that addresses the present and the future. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great place to be where you got you to do both? We got to answer all the questions a little bit, right? <laughs> That's now. right. And they've got to be bigger and they can't be 6'5", because it just, I, <laughs> we just can't. Go, go listen to Reg, uh, Reggie Atatula on the fan this week. Turn it on, leave it on. Unless you're listening to Lockdown Maps. That's right. And so go, go check them out there. Guys, thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.